Welcome to the Veritas Equipping Podcast, a podcast designed to provide insight, resources, and biblical wisdom. Our mission as Veritas Church is raise up mature disciples, send out everyday missionaries, glorify God. Join us as we pursue Jesus to become mature disciples and effective disciple makers for God's glory. Veritas, welcome back to our equipping podcast. We're in the middle of our series on church planting, and I'm joined again with Jordan Howe and Ryan Hill from Salt Network. So we're we're having this conversation about church planting and why it's important. Uh, what is it? Uh, we're going to get in today. Who is church planting before? But before we do that, uh, I think Sam was telling me this episode is going to come out just after the national championship of college football. Yep. So we're going to get a little prophetic. Who's playing in that game and who's winning? Oh man! Because today is today's Halloween. We're at October thirty first. Jordan's looking up college football teams just to <laughs> see if he's in the right neighborhood. Yeah, I mean Georgia will be in in the championship. I think that's a a no brainer. And my who's mind. currently ranked two that you're going to pick to also be in the game with them? Uh, not Michigan. You know, they're probably the the scandal is going to become. Yes. Yeah, they're going to get pulled because of all the you think secret scouting stuff. I mean, I okay. So who who's it going to be? Uh, I'll pull for uh, a network church. We'll go Florida State. I'd love to see the Knowles. Florida State's a little bit of a Cinderella story this year, kind yeah. of coming back. Mike so. Marvell. Yeah, Mike Marvell. Next, uh, ASU offense coordinator. It's hard to pick against Georgia until they uh, give you a great reason to pick against them. Um, I personally don't like the Big Ten. Sorry, Salt Network schools that are in the Big Ten. Yeah. So I'm not going to pick one of them. Uh, I also was thinking Florida State. Let's it's go. just fun to watch that story go, and maybe it'll happen. Georgia, Florida State. So, but Mi- Georgia wins. Michigan's playing well, but you think they're going to get? They're going to be ineligible because of know. the sign stealing scandal. Maybe. Okay. You're going to pick a Pac-12 school, so which one? <laughs> well, <The> Pac-2. <laughs> I mean, I'm a Pac guy, but I'm also a realist. That's fair. I mean, I would love to see Oregon do well. Um, or t- Take that back. I don't really want to see Oregon do well. I would love to see the conference do well. But the conference isn't going to exist in a while. I mean, there's... Maybe they'll go out on top. It's like the best year we've had in a yeah. while. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of going out in the... Yeah, we don't want to turn this Washington. podcast into a rant on college football. Uh, yeah, Washington's doing strong. I, I'm with you on Florida State. I like to see them do well. Um, Any chance Alabama comes back? Uh, no. I mean, yes, there's a chance. But I would hate like it. it. Yeah. I would hate it. Agreed. Uh, I, I think Ohio State may upset Michigan anyways yeah and they're, they're going to be in the mix for that as well but wh- who who's your team guys i Col- know the college answer. football player yeah college like, football who's your team well i'm a cyclone which you know loyal forever true right jake that jake's <laughs> always been good at reminding me that that's our that's slogan the because it's the only thing we can hold to is that we're loyal, we're loyal. because we're not good <laughs> i know that's for sure our fans boy they stick around that's right that's they the stick mind. around they're yeah. thin and thin yeah <laughs> I'm a Cyclone alum, but obviously rooting for the Huskies now. So, Maction, you know, hopefully getting a bowl game this year. NIU Huskies, let's go. 
Uh, my Devils are they're struggling. First first year coach, youngest coach in college football. He's got a lot of energy. Got a, I think outside of Colorado, they have the most transfer portal. Wow. Like a big lot of new players. A lot of guys left under when Herm left and controversy there. So we'll give him time. See what he does. We had a uh, we had our second win of the season. There we go. Washington State last Saturday. So um, I hope they do well. Entering the Big Twelve, you'll get more wins there. Should <laughs> it's going to be interesting when the Sun Devils play Iowa State mm-hmm. in our household because my wife and all her family are are Cyclones as mm. well. Uh, easy. Cyclones. Easy. cyclones. Yeah. I mispronounced that. <laughs> no, we, we, had, we had conflict. But I really do. I root for Iowa State. I root for Iowa State whenever they're playing. They've just never played ASU. Um, so um, I'm, a, I'm a Cyclone fan too. There we go. It's interesting. Like in Iowa, you'd see people say like, well, I root for, I'll root for Iowa or Iowa State as long as they're not playing each other. Then I root for my team. We would never in Arizona. We would never root for the University of Arizona. No, ever, ever. That's not. Yeah, yeah. I don't root for Iowa. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, so guys. You're yeah. not that guy. No, you're like, I'm not that okay. guy. I'm no, not that, I'm, I'm not that guy I'm, either. I think it's God's maturity in me that I don't actively cheer and root against them anymore. <laughs> Uh, really, but I'm not celebrating. He's really win. growing you. Yeah. It's Sorry, like, Brian Ferentz. How, how has God grown you lately? Well, I don't hate my Yeah. <laughs> I stopped just short of that. That's good. Yeah. All right. Let's get in. Wait, for predictions, uh, Florida State and... Georgia. Georgia. You're saying the same thing? I think so. All right. This could be a prophetic thing. Who's winning? Georgia. I think Georgia's going to win. Well, I feel like I'm just copying yeah, Georgia I mean, now. Yeah, I mean, you guys know... You go for some college what, football what's the spread? expert. I think they win. I think it's close. I think they win by a touchdown. You're agreeing. <laughs> I was I was going to say five. Yeah. Five points. Yep. It's a weird spread for a college football game, but it could happen. We'll take it. Okay. I was going to say, like, I wanted to see a bet, but we didn't get there. You're on the same, same page, which makes this conversation incredibly boring to me. Let's yeah. move sure. on. I'm so sorry. All right, church planting. Uh, question for today is who is church planting for? It's a great question. I is this where Jordan gets to name people's names that he wants to go <laughs> yeah. with them? Let, that- let me pull <laughs> up my list. Um, I think it's a great question and one that when Ellie and I were in Cedar Falls as a part of Candeo, we just, I don't think we were asking this question primarily because we had seen it done before, but when we announced at our members meeting in May that we were planting in 2025, a lot of people are just like, so when do you guys move? And it's kind of just like a quick assumption that it was just like, oh, Jordan and Ellie are leaving our church and they're going alone. And so I just appreciate the question uh, to start off with. And I think from that to say, it's not just for (laughs) Ellie and I. Ryan, would you speak to who else this could be for? Yeah, I'm, I do, like, my job is church planting with Salt Networks, and naturally I'm going to say it's for everyone. And But I, I would stick by that answer, not necessarily that that means everybody should move, because that's clearly not true. Not even would it be helpful if 300 people said, we'll move with you to your church plant. I don't know that you actually would want that many people to go. Like, right. you want to go and reach a new city, and that can be challenging if you bring hundreds of people with you from the old place. And so... It, it is, though, for everyone in the sense that I believe everyone's got a role to play in it. 
Um, the average person that gives to Veritas, part of their giving goes towards church planting directly for Jordan's church plant. Part of that goes to Salt Networks and help plant churches all over the country and salt companies. And and that is a maybe under talked about influence or impact, but it is really important that everybody gets to play a part in church planting. I think there may be a small number that it becomes uh, a decision that they've got to face on whether they pack up and move to a new place, mm. but that is uh, an option that's out there. And so I even remember when we moved to Gainesville, we had our uh, Veritas connection groups for months would send us texts, cards, letters, emails, notes, gifts, I mean, all kinds of things, just because they recognized, hey, God didn't ask us to move across the the country as a family, but they've put us in a place to support and encourage those that have. And that's critically important and yeah. incredibly helpful. And that's a role that uh, somebody can play even without moving zip codes or moving addresses. And so I do think church planting's for everybody. The challenge becomes what what part of that process is for them. That's good. Yeah, yeah it's really a kingdom issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd say the same thing about missions. Who is missions for? Well, not everybody is going to or is called to go overseas, but every Christian's called to care about the expanding kingdom of God. Yeah. So whether that's praying, giving, um, supporting, or going, and there's there's engagement in missions. There should be engagement in church planting that way, especially when you're in a church that does church planting. Yeah. Yeah. I think if, if somebody doesn't have that perspective and just thinks, Oh, that's for a few people on the other side of the church that are supposed to go do that. You may actually find yourself bitter and frustrated being in a church that plants other churches, right? Because all of a sudden your friends, your leaders, your pastor is moving to go somewhere else. And if your uh, mindset is, this is just for a few other people, you might find yourself frustrated by that loss of friends and loss of leaders. But if you really believe, no, this is for everybody, and part of the role I get to play is as an encourager and supporter and prayer and giver, uh, then I think you'll embrace it and love the mission that God's got your church on together. So when we say who is church planning for, what about the person in our church that's listening to this podcast and they're, they get excited about the vision, they get excited about like, oh, I want to go. Um, I love Jordan's preaching. I think we should go. They're not a member of this church. They don't financially contribute. They don't serve. They're not really in a connection group. Is it for them too? (laughs) I think uh, one of the principles we've talked about with sending globally, like we don't believe in transformation by aviation or transformation (laughs) by transportation. Um, So unpack that. Yeah. You, You will inevitably... Even if you move to DeKalb, Illinois, you will still be you. Like the problem is you're bringing you with you. Um, So it would be unreasonable to expect that you are going to become somebody different just because you change your zip code. So being willing to say, what does it look like to be a healthy, thriving, contributing church member here if I'm expecting to be a healthy, thriving, contributing church member somewhere else? And I would say, I can probably say it a little stronger because I'm not the church planter that people might go with. I would even go as far as to say, like, please don't go if that's true, because uh, we encourage all of our planters to take potential launch team, core team members through a process of interview to really ask all those questions and try to figure out, like, are you just believing God's calling you to go do what you're already doing here in a new place? And if so, uh, that's exciting and that's encouraging. If this would be a radical different life for you in a new place, 
uh, the odds aren't great that that'll actually happen. And the burden that you'll place on the church planter and the leadership team may actually outweigh the benefit that comes with you going. And, you know, sometimes church planters can get this mentality that's like any warm body that will say yes to go, I want to take them. And now time after time after time in our network, we've seen church planters come back and say, I wish I would have been more selective in who I encouraged to go with me. Because, man, if you move to a new place to reach lost people and spend all your time shepherding the really hard, challenging issues of the people that went with you that weren't mature, weren't ready, and and maybe weren't even called but got excited about something new, it's actually can be a detriment to the plant. And so, yeah, I think if you're sitting listening to a podcast and doing none of those things that you mentioned, Jake, man, tomorrow, though, today, you can start doing those things mm-hmm. and engage in the ministry that God's got you in right here. And maybe in time, that means you move and go help start a new something. But man, be faithful with what God's given you and put in front of you right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great response because it's not... Well, then you shouldn't go on a church plant. It says you should engage right where you're at with the things that God calls us to so that you can be somebody who would um, be more equipped to engage in that kind of ministry. Yeah, there were a couple of people that considered going with us to Gainesville. And throughout the process, as we were just processing with them multiple times, what I heard from them was, hey, as a result of going through this process, even if I don't move, I believe God's given me a deeper burden and passion for the ministry that I'm in right now. And so for them and and some of them that didn't, I think they became more active, faith-filled, missional believers in Cedar Rapids um, because they asked the question and opened the door and God revealed to them some areas of weakness and areas of growth. And so I think that's a really positive thing for anybody to ask that question, let God do some work and uh, adjust accordingly. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Um, we've talked with a couple friends already about this idea of picking up your life, moving. Some of them have kids. So it's like not just moving you, but moving your spouse and your kid, your family to a new place. And just, I've brought up, you know, Genesis 11 and 12, this idea of sometimes it's the people that don't think that they're called to go, that God is going to be like, go. But then you see Mark five, you know, Jesus heals a man with a demon who he's like, please let me get in the boat with you. And he's like, no, go back to your home, you know, go to your family, go to your city, tell everybody what I've done for you. So if we posture ourselves and say, Lord, I'm willing to pray. There are people that might really selfishly want to go that he's going to be like, no, I think you might need to stay. Mm -hmm. And then there's going to be people that might really want to stay that he's like, no, I really think you should go. So to at least posture ourselves in a place where it's like, Lord, what would you have for me? It's yeah, awful. one piece of advice I've given to people who are trying to, to figure out should they go or not, it's like, hey, pray for a long time. Like seek God for a long time. And if if God doesn't let it out of your mind and out of your heart, like if you wake up every day feeling like, boy, I think I'm supposed to, I think I'm supposed to. And that happens for day after day, week after week, month after month. And that, that very well might be God saying, mm. hey, I, I want you to go on this. But if you go two weeks and it's like, I haven't even thought about it in weeks, it's it's completely out of mind. That also might be God releasing that uh, idea and that desire to say, yeah, it's not what I have for you. Um, stay and be missional here. Yeah. Yeah. And seek counsel. So Absolutely. Now, a perspective uh, around this table right now is I'm a pastor who's staying. Um, I think that there's something powerful in pastoring in the same group of people for 30, 40 years. And there's people in this church that I really look forward to burying. So I'm going to do their funeral. I'm going to stick mm. around if I live long enough. Uh, but I want to just shepherd the same group of people. So I'm gonna, I've kind of anchored myself here. Uh, and then I'm going to uh, 
be a part of seeing people leave. So Ryan, when he left to go to be the uh, church plant in Gainesville, Jordan, you're getting sent out. And there can be, and for some of you listening, you might have friends in our church that they're wanting to go and you don't want to lose your friend. Those are natural, normal feelings. One of the things that's kind of helped me process that is when you start to think of the kingdom of God over your church and be like, I don't want to stand in the way if God is calling this person to something else. Um, what God wants is better than what I want. And he's faithful to provide and faithful to lead. And just kind of hold that posture, not just your own life, but with your friends too. But boy, if, if God is calling Ryan or if God is calling Jordan or if God is calling your someone in your connection group to want to go with that, to really hold that open-handed and trust God in those moments. Isn't that such a challenge in all of the Christian life of believing like God may have something different and better and I need to trust that what he's got is better, even if it's different. It's such a challenge. I think of it a lot with uh, even down to like the connection group, you know, analogy. We always will talk with connection groups, like part of the DNA is being willing to multiply and we don't want to do it so fast or haphazard that it's unhealthy for groups. But if we've experienced deep and true community, we we need to have a missional mindset that looks out and says, but other people don't. And so could we, as a group on a small level, multiply so that somebody else could experience that? Church planting is just that same concept at a little bigger level. And so I think, you know, for us, if for anybody listening that feels maybe even frustrated by the idea of losing friends or leaders to a church plant, to even begin asking God, God, would you grow my mindset for the lost and, and the mission that's in front of us? And I think that'll help us begin to embrace it and see it as a good, even in the hard. And and we don't want to diminish the hard. It's hard to lose great friends. And uh, those are real sad, real tears. Um, but to believe that the mission and the kingdom's worth it is critical. That's good. One thing that I'm maybe personally wrestling with is, and Ryan, I'd love for you to speak to this, is uh, the reality that a lot of people that will put their yes on the table are graduating seniors in college because they're the most mobile, right? Yeah. They're like, Oh, I'll just, I was just going to look for a job anyways. I'll look for a job near where you're going. Um, but you went on staff alongside Paul and Jenny, mm -hmm. other adults went with what is the, the need for not just the college student to put their yes on the table, but for like families and more mature, like not just 20 somethings, but like 30 somethings, 40 somethings, 50 somethings to consider going. Yeah. I remember when Travis and Christy Ward, who are a young couple in our church many years ago, who moved to go be part of the Anthem church plan. I remember telling them they were in like their mid twenties. I said, Hey, the moment you land in Columbia, Missouri, you'll be the experts because you were willing to move your, your family across the country or at least across the Midwest to plant a church. And they didn't feel like they were mature and godly mm -hmm. and spiritual leaders, but they had to be because they were the ones that went. And so there's a, like on the other end of church planting is a real church with real people, with real shepherding issues that they need help and they need godly wisdom and biblical direction. And so if you can, and when you can see um, somebody in their thirties and forties and fifties, like get a vision for doing that, it just adds, uh, it adds horsepower and leadership to the church. It adds accountability and safety for the the planter for you, Jordan, and your mm -hmm. family, and gives you people that you can really lean on in a deep level. The reality is, m still, most of the people that will go will be those recent college graduates. You know, you look at a family, and 
talk about the logistics of finding a different job and selling a house and all that. And most college students are like, well, my apartment lease ends in May anyway. Right. <laughs> so I don't, I don't have anywhere to go anyway. Um, so it's easier to mobilize um, that demographic. And they're phenomenal people on the ground. Um, but they're 22-year-olds and 23-year-olds who haven't led and, and haven't lived a lot of life. And yeah. so um, I think there are stories of those more mature families and adults that have moved. I haven't heard one of them to come back and say, man, I regret doing that. Mm-hmm. They've seen God use them in an incredible way. And so... When you can, if you can, I think it's it's worth pursuing. That's good. All right, so to answer the question, who is church planting for? Well, according to the elders of this church, it's for us. Um, we've identified a church planter uh, in Jordan. We're sending him out. So we would encourage you to be prayerfully considering if God is calling you to go with him. Um, and we want you to be enthusiastically, financially supportive of that work um, and um, prayerfully involved in the ministry that that God has sent before us in that. So we're excited to see that play out. Um, Hopefully this has brought some clarity to that. And we have one more left in this series to talk about what's next for Veritas in this church planning endeavor. We'll get into that next time. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Veritas Equipping Podcast. If you have any questions you would like us to address or ideas on how we can serve you better, please reach out to us by email at info at veritaschurch.org and put podcast in the subject line.